From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. When bad things happen, such as terrorist incidents or mass shootings, parents can have a tough time deciding how or whether to share the information with children. Here to talk about this is psychologist Wendy Gordon, a professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Upstate. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, do you have any guidelines for what to say to children based on their age when something bad happens? I think we always have to consider developmental level when we're talking to our children. Um, young kids have limited sense of time, limited to no ability to abstract. So I think the briefer and the most straightforward um, conversations to young kids um, are much more helpful than a lot of details which they're not going to understand. For older children who are not only um, within the home but also outside with peers in social situations, they're going to be hearing a lot of information that you don't have control over. I think the opportunity to say to your child, what are you feeling about what's going on? What have you heard? What are you worried about? What are your friends saying? about what went on gives an opportunity to do several things. One, to open up the opportunity for conversation with your children, and also to correct any misinformation or inaccuracies that they may be hearing from their general community or their, or their peers. Is it, um, is it bad or detrimental for children to see their parents reacting um, crying or shouting or reacting in some way to what's happened? I think that it's important that parents stay as calm as possible around their children, but parents are human also, and the fact is that if parents are worried, if parents are upset, it is certainly not a bad, unhealthy thing for children to see within limits, uh, parents expressing those same feelings. It normalizes them. It gives the kids permission to have whatever feelings they have as well. So I think that uh, it's important for us as parents to remember that children look to their parents for reassurance. So if you have a parent who is really emotionally distraught, they need to find ways to discuss their own emotions with peers or community partners um, before they speak to their kids. If you think of it, if you um, are extremely upset and agitated as an adult, your child's going to pick up those feelings regardless of the words you may use. It gets to more of um, they do what they see, not what you tell them. They react to the behavior. So I think that parents saying, it is sad, I'm very sad about what happened. It is a little bit scary. Or having tears, um, being upset, but again within limits, not to the extremes, because what your child sees in terms of your reaction is going to go a long way to what their response and what their stress levels are going to be. Right. And sadly, it seems like we see a lot of these situations, mm -hmm. the mass shootings and things, happening. Um, Unfortunately, that's very true. So for parents, you know, the, their duty to sort of help their kids process these violent acts, um, it, it's tricky when the parents are also 
struggling to process what all what's going on and what this means. So you mentioned maybe other community resources for help, um, the schools, teachers, other community. Yes, teachers um, can be a great resource if we keep a couple things in mind. Teachers are also adults who are human and having their own reactions. But one of the things that can be very helpful for children, and frankly, I think it's also helpful for most adults, is to the extent reasonable and possible to maintain normal routines. And for kids, that means going to school, having their regular activities as much as possible. And within the school, the teachers provide another avenue to provide general information, but more also to continue the the normal day, the structure of the school program, which doesn't mean that there's not flexibility in having some time for discussion if that seems to be necessary, being mindful in the classroom about individual children's reactions. Um, stress affects learning, so the more stressed a child is, the more problems they're going to have learning. If they're stressed for other situations not related to the particular event um, that's affected the community or the world, then their baseline for reacting is going to be higher than a child who's generally doing well. Um, and I think that um, the schools also need to be aware that kids who may suddenly begin acting out um, are not trying to, to push their buttons, to give them a hard time, to be difficult when everybody is having a hard time anyway. Kids react um, to anxiety and fear um, the same way that grown-ups do. Sometimes they get withdrawn, sometimes they act out. So trying to be aware of um, what's going on within the school community, but again, keeping the routines. So with keeping the routines, um, that's important for children. Is that important for adults as well? I feel it's very important most of the time um, if we focus on the stressful event, the traumatic event, to the exclusion of everything else that's normal in our world, there's a real tendency to begin to feel like everything is unsafe, to catastrophize um, and to generalize from some bad events to everything feeling tremendously unsafe. One of the things that normal routines provide, whether it's school for children um, or work or general day-to-day -day activities for adults, is a chance to get redirected into your normal routine activities. It provides a distraction um, and allows you, um, in most cases, to be able to focus on the normal part of your life for at least a good chunk of the day. Obviously, nobody is unaffected by trauma, if you're talking about community trauma, global trauma. Um, but one of the things that causes difficulties for adults and is absolutely problematical for children is this 24-7 news cycle of watching the same tragedy repeated over and over and over again. For very young children, going back to your question about developmental issues, one of the things that we know is after the the tragedy of 9-11, um, 
the news was showing 24-7, the two planes were crashing into the two towers in the World Trade Center. As adults, older kids had an ability to understand that this was a replay of a single event. Young kids had the very clear impression, which makes sense given where they are in their um, cognitive understanding, that planes were repeatedly crashing into other buildings and the whole um, their whole understanding was that every building all day was being attacked by separate planes. So you know, we, we can't and we probably shouldn't in most cases prevent um, any awareness. I mean, we have a fantasy of bubble wrapping our kids sometimes and protecting them from, from life. And as much as it's an understandable concept, it's not realistic. Um, but putting some limits on um, what young children see at all and how much of the constant repetition um, and sometimes media hysteria uh, about a situation that in and of itself is bad enough, um, the, the older kids and the adults themselves are exposed to. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Upstate psychologist, Wendy Gordon. Um, let me ask you this. Is there a risk in sheltering your child too much? You mentioned, like, we want to bubble wrap mm -hmm. them, protect them. Um, but, you know, keeping them away from the television, maybe not talking about the shooting in the church or whatever, um, it, it, you know, they could be talking with friends and hear about it and not and then not be, you know, aware does that catch them off guard? Is Precisely, that exactly. That's why the bubble wrap fantasy never works because uh -huh. um, there's there's two problems with that. One, the one that you mentioned that you will, um, there's no way that at some point the children are not going to hear some conversation, whether it's their own parents talking when they think their children are asleep, whether it's a conversation the adults are having with other adults, and certainly when kids go to school, even in preschool and kindergarten, other kids will have some information, accurate or not. There are adults in those school situations that will be engaged in some discussions. So I think the most important thing for our kids is for them to know that as parents, we are the people they can come to for clarity, for answers to questions, that not only do we reassure them that while what happened was a very, very sad thing, that you are there to keep them as safe as possible, that you can talk, they can speak with you about anything that they like, you will do your best to answer questions. So there really needs to be a middle ground. And so even something like, you know, when you go to school, you may hear people talking about um, a really awful thing that happened in, fill in the blank, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in, the, in whatever state, whatever incident. Um, and there was a person who did some very awful things and hurt a lot of other people. We can talk if you want about what happened or we can talk um, when you get home about what your friends are thinking about it, but I wanted you to know that you might hear some things and that you're safe here. We do a good job of keeping you safe and most other people in the world are 
good helpers and do their best to help in emergencies and to keep people, grown-ups and kids, safe in general. Do you think there's a difference um, between a violent act that happens, say, in your neighborhood down the street versus um, something awful that happens in another country or a state far away? Do, do kids process the geographic difference? distances or does that even matter? Well again depending on the age if you have a young child um, their concept of their world is pretty much where they live and they're where they go to school where their friends live so if you describe something that happened in another state or something that happened overseas they don't typically have the abstract um, ability or knowledge yet to say, oh, well, that is thousands of miles away from here or hundreds of miles away from here. But for older kids who do have that understanding, and certainly for adults, I think that one of the more typical reactions is that the further away it is, the more different um, the environment is, the easier it is for people to reassure themselves, justifiably or not, that, well, that was awful, but it didn't happen here. It happened someplace else. Um, I think that's getting a bit harder to do, unfortunately, um, particularly related to gun violence in this country, which is something that you hear about far more often in this country than in any of the other countries in the world. Um, I think when something happens within your community, there's also more of a shared sense um, of support from that community because people are more affected. This happened here. This happened nearby. Um, sometimes people know the affected people, and that can be both a source of a certain amount of anxiety, but also a source of great support because the community has shared feelings. You don't need to try to explain to somebody what happened because they're also aware, and that's a big difference than somebody dealing with individual or an, a family stress or tragedy. Thank you so much for your insights. My guest has been Upstate psychologist Dr. Wendy Gordon. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.